This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast Good morning, edition. Fair and 68 at the KVOM studios. Today is Monday, the 19th of September, 2022. Rich Molders with your KVOM Morning News Watch. It's going to be a hot week. Sunny skies, high 98 today. Heat index as high as 99. Tonight, clear in 70. Tuesday, sunny in 97. Tuesday night, slow 70. Wednesday, sunny and 98. Wednesday night, a low of 70. Thursday's high 91. Friday's high 87. And next Saturday, once again, a high of 95. Right now, it's fair in 68 at the KVOM studios as we congratulate our employee of the day, Devin Taylor at Hagen's Dodge. Obituaries this morning, Catherine Ann Sieben Morgan Pinter, age 96, died on Thursday, September 15th. Funeral Mass will be held this morning at 10 at Sacred Heart Catholic Church with Father Jack Harris, Father Joe Friend, and Deacon Steve Mallet officiating. Burial will be at Sacred Heart Cemetery by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Memorials may be made to Sacred Heart Church Capital Campaign at 506 East Broadway in Moralton, zip 72110, or to the Holy Family Mission at 65 Holy Family Mission Road in Moralton, zip 72110. Franklin D. Plyler, age 89, of Little Rock, died September 10th. He was a U.S. Air Force veteran, worked in graphic arts equipment sales for many years, and was a longtime member of First Christian Church in Little Rock, survived by his sons Steve, Phil, and Greg, all of Little Rock, four grandchildren and three great-grandchildren. Funeral service for Franklin D. Plyler will be announced at a later date. Arrangements by Niels Rosewood Funerals and Cremations of Moralton. Now 7.33 as we turn to news this morning. Work continues behind the scenes by officials in Moralton planning for the 2024 eclipse. The local planning committee gave an update to the Moralton City Council last week about the progress. Courtney Martin told the council most of the work at this time involves the Office of Emergency Management's role in managing the influx of visitors that will be coming to the area for the April 8, 2024 event. Martin said OEM Director Steve Beavers and his team are coming up with some planning and guidance to make sure residents are excited about the opportunity, not fearful of it. So what we're looking at right now is coming up with some guidance for sanitation and water and food. So if you were to host a village on your property, we're gonna come up with a little bit of guidance as to this is how many porta potties you have to have for 25 people. This is how many dumpsters you would need. This is how many, how many acres you need for this many people. Just to give people some guidance because what we hear are a lot of questions regarding that kind of thing. And this is something we've never seen here before. For planning purposes, officials are using 100,000 as the base number of visitors to expect the week of the eclipse, but acknowledge the number could be much higher. The University of Arkansas Community College at Moralton has officially received continued accreditation from the Higher Learning Commission. The accreditation team visited UACCM in the spring for the college's 10-year reaccreditation process. The visit by the five-person team of peer reviewers from other colleges across the country spent two days on campus in late April to learn more about the college's programs, administrative processes, faculty, staff, and students. The visit also included a public forum, which gave the review team an idea of how much the community supports UACCM. The college's Mary Clark says 
UACCM recently received official notification of continued accreditation. We uh, were notified that we have received a 10-year accreditation. So um, the next time that we go through that process will actually be 2031-2032 academic year. Um, We will have some reports along the way, some assessment reports, but we were uh, very happy to get that official notice. Clark notes that the reaccreditation is a seal of approval that shows the college has quality academic programs and training programs and that it's very important for all colleges and universities across the country to be accredited by the Higher Learning Commission or similar accrediting body. Approaching 736, it's fair and 68. We expect to warm up to 96 today with sunshine and a heat index as high as 99. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in just a moment. Pettyjean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Pettyjean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Pettyjean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Pettyjean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, 737, fair and 68 at the KVOM studios. The Conway County Care Center has announced details for its Harvest of Hope food drive. The center's largest food collection effort of the year takes place through the months of October and November. Letters requesting donations have been sent to area churches, schools, businesses, groups, and organizations. The center's Cindy Lucarello says the big day for Harvest of Hope will be the traditional Feel the Truck Day on Saturday, October 22nd. We will be stationed at Harps here in town and Walmart from 10 to 2, and we will be collecting as many food items as we possibly can to help fill our pantry and come see us and we'll collect your items. Like I said, if you can't make it to the care center, bring them out that Saturday. If not, you can bring them to the care center Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 to 2. This is the first time the care center's been able to have the fill the truck day since before the pandemic. And Lucarello says they're excited about being able to see everyone that day at the local stores. She says the harvest of hope is critical to the people of Conway County because the donations made during the drive help the care center keep its food pantry stocked throughout the winter months. Sacred Heart Catholic School in Moralton invites everyone to attend its annual Oktoberfest on Friday, September 30th and Saturday, October 1st. The event kicks off that Friday night from 6 to 8 with a ticketed event for individuals 21 and over. Beer, brats, and bid. Your $20 ticket will give you early access to bid silent auction items, as well as brats, pretzels, tasty cocktails, and hors d'oeuvres, set to the backdrop of Kordsmeyer music. Child care is available in the pre-K building that night for an additional $10 per child with a paid event ticket. That Saturday night, back by popular demand, is the all-you-can-eat turkey and dressing dinner from 5 to 7. Dine-in dinners are $15 for adults, $10 for kids under 12, and children under 3 eat free. Takeout meals are also available from 4 to 6 p.m. for $15 each. Also that evening, the school gym and front lawn will be filled with games for all ages and activities for children until 8 p.m., including a pumpkin patch with fun games and crafts. 
Tickets are also available for the raffle grand prize, a 2022 CF Moto U4 600 side-by-side. Raffle tickets and more information about the event are available at sacredheartmoralton.org or by calling 501-354-8113. The Arkansas Department of Agriculture's Forestry Division is accepting applications for the 20-year anniversary of the Shade Trees on Playground program through October 3rd. Arkansas schools needing additional shade on playgrounds can find the STOP program application and guidelines at agriculture.arkansas.gov. Selected schools receive up to five native shade trees, mulch, watering supplies, and planting guidelines through grant funding provided by the U.S. Forest Service. Officials with the Forestry Division will help plant the trees during a ceremony with students this fall. Urban forestry staff began the STOP program 20 years ago to help lower adult skin cancer risk by reducing childhood exposure to direct sunlight on school playgrounds. Since then, approximately 150 Arkansas schools have received trees. Let's take a look at our community calendar for you now. The South Conway County School District will dismiss all K-12 students Tuesday, the 20th at 2 p.m. for grades pre-K through 6 parent-teacher conferences. Pre-K dismisses at 1.15 p.m. and conferences will be from 2.45 to 7 p.m. All district students will be dismissed Thursday at 2 o'clock as well for the occasion of the grades 7 through 12 parent-teacher conferences pre-K dismissing at 1.15, and the conferences that day will be from 2.45 to 7, following the same schedule as Tuesday. The 25th Annual Petty Jean Fall Swap Meet will be held Thursday through Saturday at the Museum of Automobiles on Petty Jean Mountain. The swap meet will be open 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. each day. A military vehicle rally will be held all three days, and an open car show will be held Saturday 9 till 3. All activities are free and open to the public. For more information, you can visit museumofautos.com. And UACCM Adult Education is hosting an open house Thursday, 9 to 3. Refreshments will be served 9 to 11. The adult ed program is located in the Community Education Center at 600 North St. Joseph Street, across from the old Fred's building. All are invited to visit and learn more about the program. As always, we appreciate you listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. But we know that it's not always possible to hear it as it airs. That's why we make this content available on KVOM's podcast channel. You can subscribe for free wherever you listen to podcasts or just listen on our website, kvom.com or our free mobile app. The KVOM Newswatch podcast is published weekdays and brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. Now 742. Fair and 68 at the KVOM studios. Eric Tyler's up next with sports and weather as KVOM's Morning News Watch continues. Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Petty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. KVM's News Watch with Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. Senior quarterback Demarius Martin threw a touchdown pass and ran for another, but the Marlton High School football team was no match for Goatee Robinson Friday night as the Senators cruised to a 56-14 victory in 5A Central Conference action at Devil Dog Stadium. 
losses the first of the season for the Devil Dogs, who are seeking their first 4-0 start since 1995. The Senators jumped on Morals in early, scoring on their second play from scrimmage on a 60-yard run by Noah Freeman after forcing a three-and-out by the Devil Dog offense. Robinson led 14-0 after the first quarter after sophomore quarterback Quentin Murphy threw the first of his four first-half touchdown passes. Devil Dogs got on the board 59 seconds into the second quarter on the Nixon Family Dental Big Small Play of the Game, a 46-yard strike from Martin to senior Terrell Garlington. And Martin this time down the sidelines, throws it for Garlington. It's caught. Garlington into the end zone. Touchdown, Devil Dogs. That's probably the best pass of Martin's career. Hitting him in stride down the sideline for the score. After sophomore Christian Morales converted the extra point to make it 14-7, Robinson reeled off 35 consecutive points to close the half and take a 49-7 lead in the locker room. With a running clock for the entire second half, each team would have time for just one more touchdown apiece after halftime, with Marlton scoring on a two-yard run by Martin early in the third quarter. Martin completed 7 of 15 passes for 141 yards and a touchdown. Garlington had four receptions for 74 yards and a touchdown, earned Colton's Offensive Player of the Game honors. Senior Caleb McEwen caught two passes for 60 yards. Junior Destin Tate was leading rusher with 60 yards on 15 carries. The Devil Dogs were outgained 475 to 207 in total yards, and the Senators averaged over 10 yards per play. Junior Timothy Mallett had a team-high seven tackles and was named the Colton's defensive player of the game. Senior Jackson Dixon had six tackles, and Senior Chad Curtis and Junior Hayes Buckley each had five tackles. Senior Caden Hutchinson, uh, Senior Caden Hutchins had four tackles and filled in at punter and was named the Coney County Farm Bureau insurance player you can depend on. Now 3-1 overall, 1-1 one one in the 5A Central. The Devil Dogs will look to bounce back this week at BB. The Badgers wiped out Whitehall 14-7 on Friday. Elsewhere in the 5A Central from this past week, Valonia punished Pine Bluff 30-12 and Mills whipped Watson Chapel 42-14. Perryville lost its second consecutive game on Friday 41-12 at Episcopal Collegiate in Little Rock in non-conference action now 2-2 two two on the season, the Mustangs open to 3A conference play at Yellville Summit this Friday. Bigelow suffered its first regular season loss since 2019, falling to center point 12-8 in a non-conference game on the road Friday night. Panthers are now 3-1 on the season and will play host to Mountainburg to open 1-2-8 conference play this Friday. In games involving other area teams from Friday night, Atkins was jostled by Gussieville 48-8, Hector Clark Clarendon 31-30, Pottsville lit up Little Rock Hall 30-0, Russellville was limb-based by Little Rock Christian 42-14, Conway obliterated Washita Parish, Louisiana 63-20, Conway Christian was demolished by Dirks, 46-29. Greenbrier was vanquished by Van Buren, 40-14. And Clinton manhandled Mayflower, 44-26. Rocket Sanders and Bryce Stevens had long scoring plays in a 2-minute, 22-second span of the fourth quarter to help number 10 Arkansas beat Missouri State and former Razorback coach Bobby Petrino, 38-27 on Saturday night in Fayetteville. Hogs played number 23 Texas A&M in Arlington, Texas this weekend. Another college action from, Sat from Saturday, Arkansas State was mesmerized by Memphis 44-32. Central Arkansas impeded Idaho State 31-16, and Arkansas Tech was ousted by Washington Baptist 63-14. In local action scheduled today, Marlton 7th grade and junior high volleyball teams play host to BB starting at 4 o'clock. Marlton's 7th grade football team plays host to BB at 5 and 6 p.m. The senior high junior varsity team takes on BB at 7 p.m. 
at Devil Duck Stadium. And Marlton's golf team begins conference tournament play at Hot Springs Village. St. Louis Cardinals were held to two hits and a 3-0 shutout loss to Cincinnati in the finale of a five-game series at Bush Stadium on Sunday. Cards still have an eight-game lead over Milwaukee in the National League Central as they take today off before starting a series in San Diego on Tuesday. In the final game of the season, the Arkansas Travelers posted their largest come-from-behind win of the year and defeated the Corpus Christi Hooks 11-10 on Sunday afternoon in North Little Rock. The Travelers are down by seven runs with two out and the bases empty in the eighth inning but scored six times in that inning to cut their deficit to one, then won the game, scoring twice in the ninth. Travis finished the season with a record of 37 and 32 in the second half, 73 and 65 overall. Look at weather now on this Monday, and we've got humidity currently at 100% with calm winds, barometric pressure 30.04 inches. Low temperature this morning, 68 degrees. High yesterday was 97. A year ago today, the low is 72 with the high of 87. No rain over the weekend at KVOM. Total for the year remains at 36.92 inches. Our sunset this evening, 713. Sunrise tomorrow morning, 657. And forecast calling for sunny skies today. Afternoon high near 96 degrees. Heat index around 99. Clear tonight with a low around 70. Sunny and hot tomorrow. High near 97. Then upper 90s again on Wednesday before we cool down just a little bit by the end of the week. But still no mention of any rainfall in the forecast this week. Right now we've got fair skies, 70 degrees in Marlton. Nine and a half minutes in front of 8 o'clock on KVOM. Newswatch continues in just a moment. Visiting with Brian Porterfield from Haynes Home Center, you know local. Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town always in touch. Patty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. It is 7.54 now on KVOM. We're going on on the phone this morning for a close-up interview by Marlton Mayor Alan Lipsmeyer. Good morning to you, Mayor. Good morning, Eric. All right, it's good to have you uh, with us. We usually get you on a Tuesday, but uh, thankfully you're able to uh, move it up a day. Uh, talk to us on this Monday morning, but uh, of course, a lot, a lot of good things happening in the city, and uh, we'll start with uh, with the bowling alley. It's a big thing that's on everyone's mind, and we're getting uh, getting close to that opening now, aren't we? Yeah, we're shooting for like first of October. Uh, they're coming the tentatively coming the twenty sixth to finish up all the bowling equipment. We've got all of our kitchen equipment in, uh, just finishing up painting, cleaning up. But it's going to be a great place for the citizens of Marlton. I feel like it's one of the greatest things we've offered them. Like I've said before, we're cleaning up an eyesore. We're creating about 25 jobs, creating sales tax dollars, and providing a place for families. It's kind of hard to be against that. Um, but it's moving along very well. It's, it's uh, Everybody that comes in just overwhelmingly excited about how nice it is. We're going to have party rooms uh, or any kind of event you want to have in there. We've had some uh, corporate people in there, and, you know, there's really not a place for corporates, corporations to come and have events, which you don't think we have a lot of corporations, but we do. 
Hospital, Winthrop Rockefeller Institute, uh, Coons. We're going to have some soft openings, um, you know, to kind of acclimate our employees. But uh, really turned out to be a great, great place. All right. So shooting for October 1st for, for uh, opening to, to the public? Well, some, somewhere in that first month. Okay. We may do a soft opening the first week and then open to the public. Okay. And then still planning the big grand opening for what, uh, October 29th or so? Definitively, October the 29th. We've sent the information to the governor's office trying to get him to come. Mm-hmm. <coughs> All right. Might fluctuate a little bit according to his schedule. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, other uh, updates through the city. Uh, we are seeing some progress on uh, the old Kroger building, which will be Harp. So, uh, yes. That, that's, I guess, going to be ready, hopefully, fairly, fairly soon. <laughs> and then we'll be starting the pickleball tennis courts pretty soon. All right. So. Which will be brand new pickleball courts and then redoing the tennis courts. Okay. All right. Looking forward to that for sure. And uh, got a lot of street paving uh, done recently. Anything else uh, planned as far as our, our streets? Anything in the near? Not near, not paving this year, but we'll. I mean, we'll still continue to be filling potholes and stuff, and we'll start paving again next year. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the cleanup. Uh, you know, the second week in October, but we're kind of doing ours a little bit different this time. We're going to have uh, roll offs at the street department, uh, encouraging people to bring their stuff there, or go to the landfill that Saturday. Uh, We'll see how that's going to work out. Okay. So rather than leaving it uh, by the street and get picked up, we'll need to. Right. Okay. Right. All right. So that'll be a second full week of October for that. All right. Um, sales tax collections, are those still still okay in the city? They're still good. So we're up, you know, a little over, you know, about between fifty and 60000 for the year. You know, we're still at. 660,000 for the past three years. So that's, you know, that's an incredible increase. And that's what allows us to, you know, take on new projects and increase the quality of life in our communities and people keep their dollars at home. And and we get that and uh, we're able to reinvest it back into this community. Okay. And, uh, of course, still planning on Eclipse stuff. And he... Uh, um, any, any, any kind of update there? Yeah, our committee gave an update there, and, you know, um, like I heard just a minute ago, you know, the Steve Beavers and the emergency management will be the be the key role in how traffic flows and keeping people safe and, and getting people the, the care that they need in, in certain situations. You know, we only have a little over 200 hotel rooms. That's not going to be the impact. The impact's going to come from people that are creating villages uh, that's on the planning and zoning meeting this, for this month is, you know, what kind of ordinances we need to put in place for that, for, say, how many dumpsters you're going to need, how many porta-potties you're going to need. We've, we've secured porta-potties. Uh, you know, it's still an unknown how many people will be here, and that's what makes it so hard to plan for us, you know, is how many, not knowing how many people will show up in our community. We're trying to have events that will attract people. We're trying to, you know, have events that will keep people that Monday night so everybody doesn't leave at the same time, and that's what causes the traffic problems. Yep. All right. All but uh, our committee has worked hard, and, you know, we want to thank Clay Sherrod for really 
seven years ago, he called me up and said, Alan, this could be a big deal for you, and you need to, you know, get it going. And so we had a meeting, and 10 people showed up, and everybody said, oh, that's too early, but here we are. We're yeah. here. Yeah. And uh, we're kind of waiting to see what all the state's going to do. Are they going to are they going to have the National Guard involved with the traffic? Or what, what all is going to happen? But, you know, we're waiting on a new governor to come in, and that's going to kind of slow that process down. Will they give money out to communities that are going to be on the blue line? You know, all the, we don't know all those answers yet. Yeah. But we're still diligently working and moving forward to, to be ready the best we can for that day. Yep, I'm sure we will. By the time April 8, 2024 rolls around, I bet we'll have it all ready and uh, planned out, and hopefully it'll go, go smoothly uh, that day. Mayor, anything else for us this morning? No. All right. We thank you, Eric. Yeah, we thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.